Welcome, Superhouse listeners. This is episode 34, part two. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to check in later. We got trivia and we got bingo galore. You won't want to miss it. Cage, and then we'll just uh, kind of feel the, you know, where we're at at that point. All right, I'm ready. This is Maddie's music, but Andrew, take it away because you know this band better than I. Yeah. So the story behind this was Maddie just didn't have an idea for this week, <laughs> so it was like, fuck <laughs> it, let's do uh, Sons of Northern Darkness by the band Immortal. Wow. And this is like the only, not the only, but it's like my favorite black metal band. And that's because I don't listen to black metal that much. Yeah. And I first heard about these, this band again from these metal dudes I knew in, at SCAD named Brooks and Andy. And mainly Brooks, actually, for this. Tools. One. Not Brooks. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Again, I'm a layman, but he said that, like, even though they're a three-piece, like, uh, musically they're incredible and all that. So it was like, shit, I'll give it a listen. And when I first listened to him, it was, like, almost too evil. Like, I couldn't take it. <laughs> but now I've grown more evil in my life, so I can take it. And uh, it's been, it's, like, I like it more than I ever have. Especially those two tracks, uh, Sons, no, wait, uh, One by One, the first track, and In My Kingdom Cold. No, yeah, Tyrants good. is good too, but I mean, when that fucking uh, really like fast part hits and one by one, like I don't know if you're a metalhead, you're pretty much down. I feel like like that's like mm-hmm. it feels like you're you know swiping away at orcs in an elven forest, you know, <laughs> or you are the orc and you're killing elves. Like you're just fucking. It's a massacre. Is what it feels like. More than likely, songs... you're desecrating elves. Yeah, right. And, and, and like, it's called one by one. It's about killing somebody one by one. Like, I don't know, maybe they're e- talking about evil yeah. Vikings or something. Probably talking about Christians, maybe, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, right. I mean, Abbott, <laughs> Abbott is like a famous figure in the uh, black metal yeah. scene, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like he, they started corpse makeup. I'm not sure uh, about that. Uh, um, immortal. Immortal is more like it, within their early marketing, I guess you could say, or their early press type of stuff. Um, they kind of like, they, yeah, I guess they would. They kind of started. It's really that. well produced for like a like a black metal album. Right, you know, right, what I right. Gathered from it, like if you listen to like Mayhem, like early fucking black metal yeah. shit, or like Burzum, or like fucking Dark Throne early shit, like it doesn't sound this fucking good. Yeah, like it's that's true. Really, like, it's way it's raw you know it's like it's almost like like you were saying andrew like too evil (laughs) at that point because that because you realize it's these fucking you know uh anti-christian anti-mythologists kind of young people you know it's a really violent origin yeah um um just just in the sound alone you know what i mean and so this this album what's cool about this album and then or 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 like immortal the the big epic sound that they're able to get oh. just being this like three piece 
um, you know, it has that same cacophonous rawness, you know, like they're boys, they got street cred, just like Mayhem or fucking Dark Throne or whoever. Um, yeah. But, but they, you know, this, this was one of the earlier bands. This is one of the bands that influenced like Enslaved and At The Gates and shit. So this is where they're pushing into like, you know, the music can be evil and, you know, get you that black metal street cred here in Sweden or whatever, like whatever it is that you need to be like hard as fuck, evil as fuck. Um, but it can also be like some epic enter, like, enter, like good music, you know, like well orchestrated expressions of fucking what these dudes go through. They're so unique in their sound. Yeah. The, the, the Wikipedia said that it reached 58th place in Germany at one point, which 58th kind of low, but it's still black metal. <laughs> like this yeah, is cons- like, <laughs> especially, big. especially considering that most of those motherfuckers are listening like no new no name like house djs and shit like yeah, one yeah, after yeah. the other like that's pretty good um, yeah <laughs> um, power and, metal is pretty big in germany too apparently mm-hmm. and there you know there's a lot of there's like this you know there's this there's some there's a split somewhere with the immortal they have like that not so much power metal they have like a very triumphant sound you know it's like it's a very like kind of like warrior war-based uh kind of attitude right right, um, right but they 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 also this is like pre-gothenburg style uh norse metal you know like but they also they also push on those boundaries of like taking you somewhere you know in a in a in an auditory kind of way there's like an adventure there's a story to be told with with their sound that that you really hear in I don't know how many of their other albums, but this one specifically as it be, as it, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I think also like the, the part of it, like that you can kind of take the evilness of it is because like there, there's a tinge of them parodying themselves. I yeah. feel like, like they're not really a hundred percent serious. <laughs> it depends. I mean? It depends on who around, you know what I mean? Like it depends on who with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got like that, that one lyric where he's like, and here we go again. Like that, that yeah. lyric. Yeah. That lyric is like, uh, kind of almost funny, you know. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. But kind anybody of... who was fucking worshiping mayhem at the time was like, couldn't wait for a chance to like slit their wrists or kill somebody. Right. I, I I mean, as evil as this music sounds, I don't think it's quite as dark as mayhem or venom right. or any of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Or Gorgoroth. There's, 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 they're just kind of like having a little bit of fun with it. I feel like I could be wrong. I mean, they're they're probably playing it off really well, but I think they're just kind of like want to get drunk and put on yeah. makeup. You know what I mean? And like, it, and for and for that, sorry, and for that reason, it's it's really good metal. Like for that reason, it's good music. Right. 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 Well, I mean, there's even in like uh, the song "In My Kingdom Cold," they like reference like H.P. Lovecraft like writings, like mm-hmm. he says at the Mountains of Madness, and you know, like I feel like they're yeah. playing into like all this other like kind of demonic or you know stuff that happens. And but uh, yeah, uh, anyway, like "In the Kingdom Cold" is like my probably my favorite track. I listened to it twice by accident. And Antarctica <laughs> is also really good. That is um, a good one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I I feel like this album, like uh, for me anyway, uh, like I'm coming off of like listening to like Burzum and um, Mayhem and like a lot of Dark Throne, where it's like 
it was more about getting like uh, the particular sound or like the um, uh, just like it felt like like maybe the beginnings of like punk rock, like where they just had to get this shit out. It didn't have to be good, but it's like they have to express themselves in this kind of way. And I felt like Immortal is a um, is like the uh, like the overproduced version of it. It's like it's got hooks, it's got catches, it's got really great guitar parts. You know, it all yeah. kind of flows really well. And if you listen to a lot of early Mayhem, it's just like that drum beat is just that like fucking blast over and yeah. over again, man. And it's just like Jesus Christ, oh my God, you need to like calm the fuck down, man. Like fucking like get a hook in there or some shit, yeah. you know. And that's like a lot of early punk is that way too, like where it's just like unrelenting till the song's over. And like I appreciate right. that yeah. stuff, but like Immortal to me was like kind of how like if I'm on like a dark throne or like a fucking like a mayhem kick, I'm like, oh my God, I need a break. I need something to like chill me out and just have like you know yeah. a chorus and a verse you know um but that's what i liked about it i also drew a lot of comparisons to like uh atreyu's the curse which is a really like fucking overproduced like like uh metalcore record which i don't really like anything else atreyu did except this one album because it's so overproduced mm-hmm. that it just kind of works really well because it's like got the verse chorus <laughs> hook like screaming slash vocals um, and that's the way I felt about listening to this Immortal record. To me, it was just like, if you need, like, if someone's like, I want to get into black metal, I go, listen to this. Because that's going to get you into it. And it's like, how far do you want to go, like, backwards and listen to the shit that's, like, really intense and unrelenting? Or do you want to get into more of this shit that's going to give you a more vo- verse chorus, like, with some hooks in there to, like, get you, like, fucking headbanging and fucking, like, you know, grooving to it? Because, um, like, Stefan. And I know, like, a lot of metal, it's kind of hard to find that groove in some of it. Yeah. And I feel like there's a mortal right. record and what's, what's to, you... like, the other black metal stuff that's, like, true to me, true black metal. There's, like, no groove to it. It's, like, unrelenting force in your face. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm not saying this record's bad by any means. I really enjoyed what I listened to, and I'm going to listen to it more. It just so happened that, like, last Sunday I was seeing this really awesome band called Cult Leader, and then Dillinger Escape Plan released their final record. And there's been so much to listen to, Andrew. It's so hard. Yeah. No problem, man. But this, what Mortal is like, they fit in in the time where a lot of people were emulating that Venom Mayhem sound. The thing about this album is it starts off that way. It has that like blast speed. They let it like, they let it dissolve after a while. They, they you know, they bring this ugliness to the forefront. And then they're like, but we're actually fucking dope musicians. Check out our orchestration. Yeah. And and you know they they take you down, you by by being a part of that scene at the time and by by emulating the sound that probably a lot of other bands emulated coming up with those guys. Being like like taking it, you know, one band that comes to mind for me is a band called Ex Mortis. They're kind of like a thrash, power black uh, metal kind of them. like. Oh, they're so good. But, you know, this is that same type of thing. You know, when you look, when you think of people in the, you, or you think of certain types of bands in the metal scene, um, you, th- you think about especially this scene as, as black metal starting to grow and you see like bands that just stick out and they're like, yeah, yeah, we do that thing too, but we also do our own thing. And, and what's great about this album and Immortal uh, in general um, is that 
they always kind of toy with that. They play with that because they're still OG fucking black metal dudes. They do that stuff just as well as anybody else. But then they're also like, here's a little bit more. Here's something peppered on the side. Here's this thing here, this groove here. You know what I mean? So they like meticulous in the way that they play around with their sound. And I think that's what makes it cool. Because to anybody else, album, album first listen, they wouldn't probably be able to discern it from Mayhem or Bur- or Burzum or, or New Whoever. <laughs> Yeah, most people are just gonna hate this, like straight out the gate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Interesting side note: the lead singer slash bass player Abbott just released an album this year under Abbott. Yeah. And I had oh, been. Yeah. He just went on tour. Yeah, I I've been listening to that album a little bit, and I really enjoyed it. But um, just a little side note. But yeah, I like I I enjoy this uh, album. I need to listen to it more. There was other things that came out and that like got my attention that, so I should have been listening to this instead of that stuff. But, you know, when a band releases the final album, I got to say, I need to listen to it. So I've been paying more attention to other things, but I enjoyed this. And once I get back into the more black metal phase, um, it'll, it'll definitely be on the radar and listen to more. It's but definitely I like, you got to be in a certain mood for it. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. listening to like the new Dillinger record versus this is two totally different entities in its own. Um, but uh, yeah, it's good though. I mean, it's fucking good. Like if you're looking for something new and a little extreme, but not too extreme, like Immortals, like something to get you into that fucking black metal scene for sure. And they'll they probably hate this this ex, this uh, explanation of the band or whatever, but like. They're like a good like beginner black metal band. Like oh, if dude, you've been listening to metal agree. for a while, this is your introduction right here. I agree. I would also add Enslaved. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they yeah just just to add along what you were saying, Enslaved. Yeah. All right, I have listened to them, but I'll give it a I'll give it a listen. Oh shit! You have not. I don't. I've only listened like one track, maybe or something. My dude. All right. Cool. All right. I don't. Right. Think I've <laughs> all right. All right. I'm gonna either, say. But, you will not be uh, remiss to enjoy them. All right. So, I feel like we're done with this. The next Maddie's music. <laughs> it's gonna be a little weird, guys. Um, I uh, since Dillinger Escape Plan is breaking up and they released their final album, you'd think I would choose that. But I'm not. But you should listen to it, listeners and uh, Stefan and Andrew, because it's fucking dope as shit. Cool. But the lead singer has a new band that he like released an album earlier this year called The Black Queen. And the name of the album is called yes. Fever Daydream. And it features some yes. guys who like have recently been with like Nine Inch Nails and stuff. It's very strange for us and very strange for him. Like If you've ever oh. heard a Dillinger song... You will not expect him to do this. Um, uh, I don't know if I want to give anything away, but it is very much like it's very Depeche Mode inspired. Okay. Hold on. Um, Hold but it's, it's, on. It's, it's, I have to do it because I've fucking fallen in love with this album. All right. Like, Hold I, on. Like, I listen to this and then I go back to like the new Dillinger album. Um, but what are you, what am I holding on? Hold for? on. Yeah. What's this all are about? Are you going to play a song or <laughs> like, what are you going to sprout on me? I didn't 
first of all, I didn't Queen was dude from Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah, he's the vocalist. Second of all, Ice to Never is one of the best fucking revival dude electro songs ever made, dude. dude Ice it to is Never. Fucking dope. Ah! That album is all right, so I'm all, good. I'm all it's... about I'm all about this shit. Dude, Hold I on. Fucking... <laughs> I'm all this about this shit. This is the best Maddie's music ever, by shit. far. The Black I've Queen. Never to the it Black Queen's cool. So. The Black Queen's cool. The, the full length album is good, but I've only listened to it once. I'm very excited about Dude, this. Dude, I've been listening to it like since I found out that like, because I listened to Sorry to Sidetrack, Andrew's Immortal. It's a Fuck great dude, record. Yeah. Listen Don't to it. Don't worry about it, man. Um, <laughs> so I saw Dillinger Escape Plan play at Riot Fest, and it's probably one of the best shows I've seen in a while. It's fucking great. Those guys I had no are fucking idea. crazy. Um, I'd say they're on their last tour right now. I know the band Cult Leader, which I also fucking love, and I just saw them at a very oh, yeah. small club um, last Sunday. And though, like, if like when we talk about like metal, and we're like this shit's fucking evil. The fucking vocalist for Cult Leader is like the messenger of Satan, like <laughs> because when you listen to his growls, you're like, there's no way he can do that live. But this motherfucker's like, dude, he's a tiny motherfucker. And, like, the vocals that come out <laughs> of him are just fucking satanic. Like, it's, like it was such a good what fucking show. should like, I start with? What album of Cult Leader? Yeah. Uh, just start with Lightless Walk. Um, right, it's cool. like their full length. It's like a like 10-track, maybe 11-track album. The other one before that's like six tracks, but... Um, it's just like fucking, oh, dude, it's so good. Like, I almost want to do that. Like, I want to put like three albums on the next Maddie's music and be like, fucking listen to them. Like, we gotta. Like, this is like shit we need to know. Um, but uh, those guys just fucking like, what the fuck was that? Some static happened. Yeah. But uh, that out, that show was fucking great. It was really tiny. Uh, also, another band, uh, just off the top, the Black Antler are from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, they're pretty solid fucking like hardcore. Group. Uh, check that. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is Stephen, going on? Stefan, man, you're doing some crazy shit. I'm sorry, my earplug fell out. It was, I couldn't get it. I couldn't grab it in my hands. And, you know, <laughs> right. you know how things but, go. Um... <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> Do you guys ever listen to Trap Them? Yeah, that's yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, but um. Yeah, like uh, Cole Leader, uh, the Black Antler, both fucking great bands. Uh, Cole Leader is actually on tour with Dillinger Escape Plan right now. Uh, if anyone's listening to this and they're coming to your town, I get, you should go see it. They put on the, like, like just like I uh, I was reading an article from Rolling Stone about the top ten Dillinger Escape Plan shows. And, like, fucking find that article, read it, and then go see that fucking band. Because they put on a fucking show that's, like, very rare these days um, for bands. Um but uh yeah man like uh, dude fucking like the black queen's so good like it's uh, it's like not what we listen to here on uh i mean i guess we have done some chill stuff on here but dude this album's so fucking great it's like like stefan was saying it's like to me it reminds me of like it's like if depeche mode it's it's honestly like if trent reznor <laughs> if trent reznor's nine inch nails wasn't called Nine Inch Nails, and he came and just called himself Trent Reznor or something else, and they came out in the fucking 80s. Like, that's what it reminds me of. 
because it has like those dark elements, but then those like poppy, those poppy hooks that are like reminiscent of like it's 80s the best. Like, electronic. Every every few months, I'll go to Goth Night uh, here in Denver. Um, but it's like they play that type of shit, you know. I mean, it's like like Black Queen and Metallo and the Fixer and fucking like like kind of industrial, kind of poppy, super dark, sexy, dancey, like. This is the music that fucking vampires listen to when they're out drinking. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It definitely is. It's so fucking good. Oh, it's so good. Like, I, I had to choose that over the new Dillinger, but I was also wanting to do, like, the new G- Dillinger album and listen to the Black Queen album because I feel like they're just, like, it's so good to, like, contrast the two because they're sure. both musically great. Like, Dillinger is very much like a math core fucking awesome and the last track on the new dillinger record is just like what you would not expect from the dillinger escape plan to finish an album with but it's your last album so it makes a lot of sense um and then i'm like oh god but i want you guys to listen to the black queen so oh i don't know it's a great i, I want to say both albums let's just do it and maddie's music uh i don't know Double feature we, yeah i don't know I'm, down. I, I'm gonna give you guys two weeks on this because next well, week well <laughs> for those listening i'll be in motherfucking la Woo! fucking andrew bush stefan mm-hmm. we should right, we'll be doing this what about shit live what about a live listen oh shit dude oh my god we, should we do the black queen drink and live listen to the black queen because then we can fucking yeah i feel like it's in dance that it's like not because like it's not a like f- a official release yet on like cd or anything like, I think you can only, uh, yeah. like, there's only, like, four record stores where they carry the actual, like, CD. Really? And, and Amoeba is one of them, so, like, I want to go pick it up. Just have oh, a we copy should. Of it. So, um, that'll be fun. Yeah, of... we should do Black Queen, that, and then we'll do the Dillinger record right after. Superhouse LA 2016. Oh, my God. Super, this is the first official Superhouse Con. It is the first. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's a good um, way to put it. Come one, come all. But, um. That's it. Immortal. What's the name of the record? Sons of Northern Darkness. Great record. Listen to it. You should all know it. Andrew loves it. So that that means you should all love it. I love it. Stefan loves it. I also love it. Um, The Black Black Queen is what we'll be. The Black Queen is what we'll be listening to and discussing live. Everything that Um, has the word black in it is great. Yes. yeah, that's Maddie's music. It was fucking good. Thanks, Andrew, for the recommendation. I want more of this shit. Hopefully, the people who listen to us will be like, hey, you guys should check out this record. And some of us will be like, yeah, we heard that. No, we haven't heard that. And then we'll listen Dude, to bet, it. Because bet. that's what I want. Well, this they've got where... a live album uh, from Wacken, you know, the German yeah. uh, festival. Wacken. So, Wacken. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if I'd say listen to that as like your sequel, because then you get all their hits. You get to hear like in between the songs. He's kind of funny in between songs too. He's like, "Hey, you want to listen to more of this shit?" <laughs> and then they just start playing. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's just they're just like you know having fun, man. That's what it feels like. Hell yeah, dude. Is it Luke Cage time? It is Luke Cage time. Luke Cage time. We're all finished watching it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mine's pretty quick. I just, I mean, I'll butt in whenever you guys are talking to, but I'm just to get mine out of the way, like, I felt like the first, like, three episodes or so, or so were so slow, 
I was like, please don't make the black one the worst one. Please don't make the black one the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> you know? And uh, then, like, when he got to his origin story, and he wears the suit, and then every every episode past that, I felt was so fucking good. And I was addicted. I couldn't watch it all, like, you know, like, back to back. Um, but, because uh, I'm not a very good binge watcher. But I thought it was fucking great. So somebody else take the reins here. Uh, Stefan? All right, I'm going to go. Maddie's muted. Yeah. Um, Luke Cage saved my life. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> there's a there's a part, second or third to last episode, where there's like a there's like a bunch of people talking about how Luke Cage saved my life. You know, and they, they try to have this like, the, the uh, what is her name? Um, Black Mariah tries to... Uh, you know, skew the perspective on Luke Cage, the way that modern media, you know, the way we perceive modern media skewing shit. Um, and that when they finally start talking to people about Luke Cage, like, yeah, that's my boy. Like I know him from around the way, like Luke Cage saved my life, like seriously. And I don't mean that in jest. I don't mean that as just, just a, I don't mean that in a frivolous way. It's just it's like they know the level because that's how he's interacted with all the people around him, all the people that he's a fucking superhero with superpowers and shit. They touch on so much good ground in this show for like black American actors, black American cinema, television. Um, true, true. They don't shy away from, from you know, the, the bulletproof black, like it's it's a it's a it's it's a big part of show is you know it just it just in a weird way with the MCU Marvel Studios and everything good that they've been doing they fucking like there's so much going on in Luke Cage for for people you know what I mean for like ethnicities of any kind they have like a very big Puerto Rican influence it's a New York show it fits along with the Hell's Kitchen shows daredevil and jessica jones and stuff it like you know it's like it's all new york actors and they really they really give black actors and black storytellers a voice with this show certain parts where you you know it see it feels exploitative or it feels like 1970s like that but a lot of that is built in but see like you know part almost cheesy you know like the really hopeful moments the really like you know this is what we strive for and this is why we got to stick together and this kind of shit you know they don't even even if sometimes the performance i taste or anybody else whatever like it might it might come off as cheesy it's really honest it's really out in front it's just fucking doing this is luke cage like we're up in the projects smashing dudes up against the wall i love the fighting scenes in Gravel and this show are so, so interesting because they're like, you know, this isn't going to be like some choreographed ninja shit. This is a dude who could bend doors around people. You know, like he's just a strong motherfucker. And they have a lot of fun with that. I, I mean, I'm going to go on, but just I got to gather the rest of my thoughts. But that's what I have to say so far. Holy shit. Misty Knight. Oh. Yeah, Mama, that please. Was definitely a good part of the show. Uh, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's my turn. 
I agree with everything <laughs> Stefan said. Um, yeah, it was just great. Uh, it's every black exploitation film I've ever watched uh, in a Marvel comic uh, show. Uh, it was great. I like. I loved every second of it. I love the music so much. Like, uh, I think it's like the second or third episode. There's that one guy who's like the rapper. Um, yeah, his name is Jadenia no, or yeah, yeah. His I name know. is <laughs> yeah. But like, I looked him up. I was like, "Yo, I need to check out this guy's album." And he's only done like singles. Yeah, hail and, to the um, chief. He's awesome. And uh, that, like, that shit blew me away. Also playing uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Fuck yeah, I love fucking Sharon Jones. Uh, they play a lot of shit from her. Uh, the music's just so good in that show. Uh, also, the, they play some Wu Tang Method. Uh, who is it? Is it Red Man or Method Man that shows up? Oh Method my god. Man. Oh Method my man. god! Oh um, my god! That was that was great. That was that amazing, was a great man. Moment. Um, yeah, man. I have the Wu Tang Clan insignia <coughs> tattooed on my body. I know, I know right you now, do, right? Um, I know, I know, I know <laughs> you. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, sorry to interject, but fucking that the when Luke Cage like his first outing when he puts the headphones on, the Wu Tang comes on, and he goes through and fucks all his dudes oh, up. Dude. Like oh. this show. I was when I was a kid. I was obsessed with New York City, New York Undercover on Fox. It was my bread and butter that show, and watching Luke Cage it like brought back a lot of those old memories and like the way they incorporate hip hop in this show is so astounding, man. This show, I feel like I feel like this show and the Get Down are closer related than this show and Daredevil. In a yeah, lot of ways. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you could. That's an argument you could make. Yeah. But it's that New York shit. It's the hip hop shit. You know what I mean? Like they well, do even the, uh, sorry, even the even the score of the movie is all break. You know, like, it's old Wu Tang stuff. They like, like, oh my god, it was so good. Anyway, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like this is a different like. I like Luke Cage because it's a different perspective. Because basically, you've had white people telling their story you have like a white male yeah. blind telling like obviously the daredevil story then you have jessica jones which is a great like feminist like superhero finally like get it you know like yeah. i fucking love jessica jones i fucking love daredevil both seasons but it's like this is great like luke cage very much like from my understanding of the black culture I'm not black. I'm a white man. So, you know, like, everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I've taken in watching Spike Lee movies and, like, listening to, like, hip-hop to, like, rap music and, like, taking in that culture as best I can, you know, like, I grew up in fucking, like, a small town in Kentucky. Like, We're I all, can't, all I, black. Like, like, I can't take in that much. Like, I don't get that experience. But, like, what I have gathered, you know, like, Luke Cage is, like, he's the quintessential black superhero, you know, um... But uh, it's just like him and uh, so... Black Panther. But yeah. Well, I mean, like, like Luke Cage has really stood out because Black Panther has only been in a film where he's only a small segment of it. Like Luke Cage has like 12, 13 episodes of Luke fucking Cage. You know, right. like this is our right. first black superhero who is like prominent. Yeah. Who gets really, really. Show. Like until Black Panther, the movie comes out, we only have this little bit of Black Panther. And like if people don't know. Like, because we're talking to the masses here, like, Black Panther is just a small dot on the radar. Luke Cage is the fucking shit right now. Um, but, you know, but like, through the streets, like, man. what you said earlier about, like, you know, we're, right now in this podcast, we're two white guys and a Latino guy talking about yeah. 
a black Orale. a black series <laughs> but like as far as we can tell not being that race anyway it's it's like it just kind of feels like it's not gonna you know of course it's not gonna like uh you know serve as something to uh, god i'm missing the word here it's not I gonna think... make up it's not gonna make up for everything that's happening in politics but god if it... you're black and you're watching this series to, to see a bulletproof black yeah. guy like that Dude, must be says... so much you know so much but i love it. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't turn its head away from that at all it's like yes this is fucking what is needed right now and like you and think with about like the hoodie being so politicized like i grew up skateboarding we used to get like white dudes wore hoodies all the fucking time everybody wore, wore yeah. hoodies especially skateboarders you know like yeah. and now it's like seen as like this trayvon thing like it's just like it was cool to kind of see it like brought back in this show as like yeah i'm luke cage and i wear a hoodie i'm bulletproof yeah what's what's up you know like that the, the, god the... like we we can only imagine you know <laughs> like not being black we'll we just don't know it's dude like i i would really it's like gotta, to watch i mean it's show gotta be with like just a bunch of black people just to see how psyched they get <laughs> right like, right right i'm like super like i was like psyched watching it like hearing the music and just like the tone of it and just like Ah, dude, like, I don't know. Like, it reminded me, like, I remember when we first chatted about this, like, a couple Sundays ago, and I was, like, kind of hesitant, like, or maybe I chatted about it on, like, uh, through Messenger, that I uh, I really thought it, like, it reminded me of a lot of, like, early Spike uh, Lee films. Yeah. Right, That's right, what right, I liked right, about right. it. Totally, because, right, like, totally. Spike Lee plays up the black exploitation in his films, because, like, yeah. I, I every time I talk to someone, everyone's like, "Oh, the acting's not that good in Spike Lee movies." And I'm like, "Well, I think that's kind of necessary because it's playing on yes, all yes, exploitation like, films." And people are like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "I don't, I can't get into this unless you know yeah. what I'm talking about." But, <laughs> uh, you know, like he, like I think Spike Lee deals deals with a lot of seriousness, but like you know, like I don't know if you watch Spike Lee films, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Like, do the right thing, Crooklyn. Like two of my favorite like films of yeah. all time. Well, like, that... they're in my like top twenty thousand films that I've watched in my entire life or whatever. <laughs> but um, you know, like that's like when I was walking watching Luke Cage, I really got that feel that they were like really getting that like Spike Lee New York, which for me like, cause I saw those pretty early on like in my SCAD days, which was like, you guys know was like kind of my introduction to film. Like I just kind of got a, exposed to all this like either foreign film or like a lot of black uh black film and stuff and well that's that's what i was trying to that's what i was trying to get at with like there's a performance in luke cage and it is very reminiscent of spike lee um i'm not the biggest fan of spike lee but he has some great movies and then when they have these moments that that's what i was trying to get at when i was saying like sometimes they come off as cheesy but they're just really heavy-handed and dramatic yeah it really works and and i think that's one of the thing that gives this series just like a lot of power and a lot of like standalone uniqueness yeah i kind of felt like especially in those first three episodes they were kind of leaning into like sort of kind of cheesy lines a bit bit cheesier than the other marvel netflix stuff and it really worked it really worked for this and i yeah but i think think they tapered off though because it got more dramatic and it got you know it started to become more all connected and shit so there was less opportunity for that but it's still, you know, it's all kind of orga- organic and it worked, you know? Well, I think the thing yeah. is, is, like, black exploitation kind of goes hand in hand with, like, early comic book writings. 
Like it's just as cheesy. Like like right. Luke Cage in his like infancy, like when Luke Cage came out, like the yellow costume and stuff, like that's all kind of similar. But like they definitely turn it around with like the the modern like um what's happening in today's society. Like you're saying about the hoodie and stuff. It's just like I wear my like my hood up all the time and I don't even think about it because it's just like a comforting thing to me. Like when I make a lot of artwork a lot of the time if it's cold in my apartment, my hood's up and I like I draw a lot and I just I feel comforted and I can do that. And it's like a comfort thing for me, so it was kind of weird to see that, you know? Like cuz I feel like a lot of people wear their their hoods up not to be like, "Oh, we're hoodlums" or we're going to rob you. It's just like, this is comforting. I feel safe in this, you know? Yeah, it's become so politicized. I mean, wasn't like Sylvester Stallone wearing a hoodie and Rocky? You know, like, people wearing been wearing hoodies for a long time now. Dude, hood, like, it's not like hoodies just came out, like, once Trayvon Martin. Like, Trayvon yeah. Martin was the first person to wear fucking hoodies. Right, right, He just, right, like, right. unfortunately got shot in one. Right. Because apparently that's what... When people, like, look at other people. And, like, the thing is, too, like, I wear a lot of fucking black when I go to work. So it's, like, black jeans, black fucking slip-ons, and a black hoodie. And I'm sure I look like the worst person who's ever walked into a fucking mall. Because, like, no one wears what the fuck <laughs> Doubtful. I wear. You know, like, Doubtful. So, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, there are a lot of black people who come in our mall. And people, even at my store, have are like, oh, those people are probably going to steal. And I'm like... What the fuck? Calm the fuck down. It was interesting to see how, and again, look, guys, listeners, spoilers, we've seen the whole thing. Turn this off if you've, if you want to watch and you don't want spoilers, all right? But, like, you get to see, like, him go through two villains, two major villains, and, but then you find out, like, really the real villain is the politician. Yeah. You know? This is the so this is the one that got away. Like this is the real threat to Harlem, you know? Yeah. That I think and again, I don't know, I'm not from fucking Harlem. I'm not black, but I could kind of see from my limited knowledge from an outsider's perspective of seeing black culture and all that. I could see how Here's you, you might want to write about? something like that. You might want to write something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a very important yeah. thing. <laughs> in that in that world i guess yeah i think i think if this show goes with like that stuff being noticed or talked about then it's a damn shame because this show it found it's like the voice where we are at in a social political climate that we're at now for a show for uh, you know not saying not saying specifically but for a culture to find a voice through it being like not only rooted in comic books, um, but also rooted in, in American culture like this, this show has such a great, I mean, and I don't know. We, we, (laughs) Luke Cage, Bulletproof Black Man, hoodie oh, man. people stop dying we need to stop dying and cops cops aren't bad they're just they're cops you know we're just in a crazy time folks luke cage gives you hope luke cage saved my life <laughs> i mean 
Shit was excellent, basically, is all I gotta say. Misty Knight is my whole world. <laughs> yeah, that was like a surprise. I didn't know this actress before. God, she and, is. Yeah. Woo! Great. Yeah. No, most definitely. Yeah, her most partner definitely. was. Her partner was great too. I love that. What's that actor's name? Does anybody know? He's no such a idea. Oh, he's guy. an older actor. Yeah, he played that role so good because you actually fucking like. You like uh, him and hate him. What hate him? Doing? They did that character so well. And when that, he first actor, showed up, I, I was what, like, oh. when he first showed up, I was like, oh, this motherfucking actor, he's gonna be a bad right, guy because he's right. always like a shitty dude uh, and everything. <laughs> he always is. Type and then they, good. they make you think he's a good dude, and then I was like, nah, wait. And then he's kind of shitty, and you're like, "Oh, I don't want him to die." <laughs> really, what they really, what they really, that character is that fucking nobody's perfect, man. Like yeah. in life, if you're living a hard life, and you like that dude lost his kid by yeah. by seemingly his own fault. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he he in his mind he killed his kid to live for, other than the fucking scraps of food that he's constantly pushing in his mouth mouth or or the fucking come up from there you know what i mean like yeah. that dude has nothing else other than to just fucking ride it out <laughs> and that made his character so good so like yeah when you're first, first introduced to oh, whatever this guy whatever he's gonna be the shittiest part of the show linchpin and then he turns out to be like one of the better parts of the fucking show even after he's dead when detective misty knight was attached to him you know, yeah. she's telling a whole different story about the guy that makes him look such a bad motherfucker. God damn this show. Yeah. It's going to be great, too, because I... we don't have to wait for Luke Cage season two for him to be broken out of jail because yeah. we got Defenders coming up soon, sometime if next can... year or something. So, like, we're going to have literally Matt Murdock showing up at Seagate like, I have to meet my client. And yeah. they're going to yeah. have a fucking scene totally. together. And it's going to be fucking wonderful. They're going to have a whole fucking season together. And then yeah. he's going to be with, uh, <laughs> he's he's so gonna be with uh, Rosario so Dawson. And then yeah. there's going to be that awkward scene with Rosario Dawson and uh, and Jessica Jones. Like, oh, you're with her now. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Girls the, but then girls him and Jessica Jones a have fuck. to have a baby. That's true. That's true in the shit. comics, yeah. But it's going to be so good to see when Luke Cage joins up with Iron Fist and stuff. Just the community coming together. And this show really spoke to the idea of community mm -hmm. of between these heroes and stuff like that. It's like it's not about like our great, cool, fancy powers like the fucking Avengers. That's what they're wrestling with because they're like, oh, shit, we're not as great as we thought we were. But now you have these ground level heroes who are like, we're actually out here fucking doing some good and like fighting the good fight. You know, it's the it's the it's the it's it's the whole fucking class system being called into question through fucking superheroes, man. This is our modern mythology, and it's it's the way it's writing itself is like fucking, you know, it's tickling the keys, man. This fucking Luke Cage shit is crazy. Would you say to... the way you're talking about it, Stefan? Would you say like this is your favorite Netflix series from Marvel so far, or what? No, Daredevil season one is my favorite. Okay. Just because, just because, I'm I'm a I'm a person. I see beyond skin color. I'm a person. I, I see I see archetypes. I see where you fit in the story. I don't see fucking your skin color. I don't give a shit. Well, but, yeah. I mean, I'm, we're not even like that's not right. even like I know. You know part of what I'm asking. <laughs> I, it's a big answer to a big question. 
um what was, right, yeah. what was what was the question <laughs> um, you, no my, my is this favorite, your favorite one out of all the marvel netflix it, which is, is only what three so far well it, what four is, i guess it is my your and second favorite you're a little bit you're breaking up a little bit your second favorite after daredevil season one it's my second favorite after daredevil season one yeah uh, okay. it's just you know daredevil wonderfully done the first season they just did such a great job they they blew all the haters away all the all the affleck daredevil haters away which was something that's near and dear to my heart but yeah um, <laughs> that was that was i mean fuck man that was so good and kingpin I mean, it was really good but I yeah i was not expecting that shit to be fucking anywhere near that good i i think bottom line luke cage i think is something special i think it really is just like well, with the real life politics going on and shit, Black Lives exactly. Matter and all that, and then he's exactly. like, he doesn't, he doesn't like the N word. There, there's yeah. that, and I don't know how much I can comment on that, but like I thought that was but, let's just say that, that was interesting. Yeah. And there's like these scenes where it's like, do you know where we're standing? You know, I'm, like I'm gonna although, say it. all those scenes too. It's like, look, just again <laughs> as as an outsider, as somebody that's not yeah. black, I can just only imagine but, but, what that but here's the thing. feels like. Here's the thing. Luke Cage grew up in Savannah, Georgia yeah in savannah georgia you grew up in atlanta you know what i mean maddie grew up in kentucky like you guys know you know what's up you know what they're speaking to you know and it's there and it's so honest and it's so pure and it's so strong man like this is a time man for diversity of characters diversity of ethnicities and entertainment and stuff like this is what people follow if you get people to like see the other side of the coin and like be like you know what i have a black this is such a great idea, you know what I mean? Like, not that it's an idea, but that it's a thing that's happening. My favorite line in Luke Cage is Cottonmouth is talking to Luke Cage, and he says, he goes, um, uh, you gave a speech at a church, and you knocked down a few doors in the projects. You think you're the black Captain America? <laughs> I'd say yes. That, that, that <laughs> line, that line in of itself is a perfect and succinct summation of everything throwing at you man it's got it's got some real yeah. shit there you know because even though luke cage doesn't uh he doesn't respond to being called uh the n-word also uses it a few times you know what i mean it's like you gotta be there on level right to understand right, right. but not only not only that you don't like you don't even gotta be there because we're letting you know we're telling you what it's like you don't gotta be there but this right. is what it this is what it's like and and part of every every like the grander picture you know the avengers infinity war all that stuff like it's just so special how they fit in how they were how the creators of this show the actors like these actors aren't showing up on set just because it's a marvel that's what the paycheck is saying but they all really got to do something and predominantly we're african-american next you know we, we're gonna have we need some good asian shows and we need like a good yeah you know on that, i, I <laughs> feel like 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 there's like kind of a, a lack of asian characters in the marvel universe right yeah. now but hopefully yeah. the iron fist of course the main guy is white but hopefully yeah. iron fist has a very strong supporting asian cast yeah. and maybe somebody out of that will shine through and get their own series or yeah. show up in the movies or something like we're gonna get some bigger asian well, character here, cur currently there's none i mean they had psylocke right, right. in the x-men but that's that's fox that's a whole other thing yeah 
I just want to say. Played um, by a white lady? <laughs> who? Psylocke? <laughs> Olivia Munn's half mixed. Asian or something. Yeah, she's mixed. You know, it's like yeah, they're like it's still it shows where we are in this like with our culture, the way that we're seeing things. And I think right now we're it's so important to have more of this. We need more fins. We need more rays. We need more fucking iron. I mean, we need more Luke Cage's. You know, we need everybody. We need Punisher. We need Daredevil. We need Jessica Jones. We need fucking Iron Fist, Wolverine. Like we need all these characters, but there's they're just voices that need to be spoken in order for things to like be good. There's like a prevailing, uh, you know, perspective, there's a prevailing division going on right now with like our social political climate and stuff like that. Like don't buy into that shit because it's all about stuff like this. We go to the movies, we watch all our TV shows. We all watch arrow. We all watch flash all this shit. Like we have, we communicate through these things. This is a modern mythology, and we're telling these stories to each other. Vision but again, like, like because we've we've seen bullets bounce off of Superman since we were little kids, and that's just like that's basically spectacle. But to, I mean, it's always good to see bullets bounce yeah. off a superhero. But like, there's just that added thing. With yeah, Luke it's Cage. important. I'm saying it's, it's very. It's it's, it's just, very important. I mean, and fuck, it, dude. It, that, and it's just a, such a great say, thing. You gotta, you gotta give it up. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I said my piece. Yeah, it's whew, so good, man. And you know what? There's one last thing too. I guess I want to say about this. They could have just had Misty Knight, uh, just have a hair change, right? To make give her kind of the fro from the comics. But they added that. Oh, she had a fro in the comics. Yeah, I love her. They hair. added that, that the special. They added oh. that special meaning. It's like it's like that that the Candace girl that died like she I guess they're making it to where she changed her hair because of Candace. There's that last scene we see of her where she looks yeah. the most like she does in yeah. the comics. Right. Like right. there's there's that like she's been a little bit reborn because of that. You know, rebirth is always a huge thing in any kind of mythology. You know. Right. Totally. And I I think it could have just been a fucking fro. But <laughs> they chose. She's they so had the great gorgeous. idea to add that that to add that extra oomph to it. You know what I mean? Whoever, what's her name? I forget the actress's name. Simone something. Detective. Oh no, here. Night. My phone number is seven two zero five eight five five nine eight five. I have plenty of free time. Let's go for a walk. You really giving away your real number right now? I was hoping one of you guys would stop me before I did. Oh my god! <laughs> if you get a listener right. call you from this, this is hilarious. That's that's the life I live. If somebody calls you, you record it, all right? I do my best. And if you if you call him, <laughs> expect to be recorded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so well, there fine. you go. Let's see what happens. Oh man, good stuff. Um, <laughs> So yeah, just as like a kind of a preview, next week we're going to be pretty much all in a room. Joey's not going to be there, and uh, Johnson, of course, is going to be in Latvia. But a, a lot of us will be in the same room. We will all have the same sound quality for once and for all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to do an episode. We're going to watch a movie and do a, like a little commentary that nobody asks us to do. And uh, Hell yeah. It'll be, you know, however long the movie is. 
Uh, we're recording that next Saturday as of this podcast recording, and then uh, it'll either it's either going to be Ninja Turtles one or two or a horror movie. We haven't really decided. I think we should do two because uh, I I haven't seen Ninja Turtles two yet, and I just what do you mean, do you mean I... yet? You mean, <laughs> you mean not recently, right? I haven't seen it at all. We talking about the new one? What are you talking about? Right. Oh, well, I, thought we were, I, I thought we were doing the new the oh the. Well, that'd be kind of funny if we did the new the new one. I th- I thought we were doing the older ones. I just haven't seen it. And like, uh, you know, you never know. You know. I haven't seen either <laughs> of the new ones. Anyway, we're going right, to watch some movie. <laughs> Our next episode is going to be about it's going to be a movie commentary of some type, and then we're also going to be filming what looks to be at uh, Oktoberfest in downtown LA. If you're going to be there, say hey. Um, and I think we're going to be doing some of our podcast topics, and we're going to be videoing this at Oktoberfest. So we're going to have new content on the YouTube page as well. Um, I think that's it as far as announcements. Uh, you guys got anything? Superhouse Con 2016 in full <laughs> effect. Los Angeles, California. Next year, Paris, friends. Exactly. And we're going to be at somewhere else the somewhere Ghost else. Concert. <laughs> Ghost and Death Heaven on Thursday. If anybody oh is there, God, please let us know. Live and tweeting. If got, excited about that. Live streaming. If you got a Superhouse flyer from me at the Blind Guardian show last, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago? I forget how long ago it was. Let me know. Like, email me or something. Superhousepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so that's basically it. Uh, anybody else got anything? Nah, bye, fuckers. <laughs> スーパーハウスに聞いてくれてありがとうございました。これは34.2のエピソードがやっと終わりました。お疲れ様です。また今度どっかで会いましょう。<笑><笑>